Is anybody ready for the word today? It is impossible for God to call a loser. It is impossible for God to call a loser. It is absolutely impossible for God to call you and it not work. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It is impossible for God to call a loser. God does not make mistakes. If you felt God reach out to you, it's not an accident. God does not call somebody destined to lose, destined to not make it. And the Lord sent me here to tell you and remind you all today that we have got callings from God. And God is reaching out to us and calling to us individually and collectively. And that you have got to conquer your fear today, your doubt today, that God is speaking to you, that God is calling to you. And the Lord impressed me to go to Exodus chapter 3, chapter 4, where our media team will take us. When God called Moses, and he wanted us to use this as our inspiration today for the Spirit to work through. And he told me that at the end of this service today, that he is going to move in a mighty way on whosoever wills, whoever opens up to the Lord. God is going to move on us today in a special and powerful way. There's going to be a demonstration of the Spirit of God today. If you want it to happen, it's going to happen today. But first, I've got to give you what the Lord has put on my heart for you. And that is, it's impossible for God to call a loser. Somebody say, I'm not a loser. I hope the devil hears that. Say, I'm not a loser. God does not make mistakes. Exodus 3 and 10, come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh. And thou mayest bring forth my children, that thou mayest bring forth my children of Israel out of Egypt. God said, I need to use you. I want to use you, Moses. I want to get you and get the people, my people, out of bondage, out of their slavery. And this is the conversation God is having with just a normal guy, Moses. Verse 11, Moses said to God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? Who am I? God, did you, are you sure you're talking to me? You get the right guy? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Are you sure that you're talking to me? Do you know who I am? That's what we say to God. Exodus 4 and 1, let's skip to the rest of the story. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they, they will not believe me, nor will they listen to my voice. For here's what they're going to say, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Lord, what's going to happen. I'm going to prophesy to you. You ready? Don't you like it when we prophesy to God? God speaks to us and we tell God how it's going to go. God's trying to tell us how it's going to go and we respond back and go, no, God, this is, this is how it's going to go if you try to do that with me. And he tried to prophesy to God, tell God what was going to happen. He says, no, they won't believe me, but here's what they're going to say. The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. You, you weren't really called. They're going to doubt me when they see me. Why are you doing this, God? This won't work. What are you doing? They're going to say that you didn't talk to me. And the Lord said unto him, well, what do you have in your hand? He said, well, I have this rod, this staff that they would use for climbing, for shepherding. And he said in verse 3, go ahead and throw it on the ground. So he throws it on the ground and it becomes a, a snake, a serpent. Moses, he ran away from it. It's kind of scary when God starts to call you and use you. 
And the Lord said in verse 4 to Moses, then go ahead and put forth your hand. Here's the hard part. And take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. God had to go through a lot of conversation and testing with Moses just to prove that it was going to be okay. And it's because it's very hard for us to receive the call of God. It is very hard. It is very hard. And so today, I hope that I can encourage you and I hope that I can speak to someone today because God wants to call every one of us today. And he wants to use every one of us. And I want doubt to leave. I want doubt to leave in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. You can be seated today. I'm so thankful. It's completely normal when God desires to use us for great things in his kingdom for us to respond back to God and say, who, who am I? Who am I? Moses did not doubt the experience for the Bible says as he was walking along the path to a side, a bush caught on fire and it did not get consumed turned to ash like normal fire does to a bush and Moses out of curiosity decided to further investigate because curiosity will always lead you to your calling you hear that curiosity is required all faith begins with curiosity some of you are in church right now because you were curious and it turned real for you because you saw a burning bush and you decided to go check out that fire because you knew that fire was not normal. You decided to go look into it deeper. And when you got to that burning bush like Moses, Moses, and you took that journey over there, all of a sudden, out of that became a voice from God. And so he did not doubt the experience. The experience was very real. God is here. God is moving. There is a miracle before me. He didn't doubt the experience. Moses didn't even doubt the mission. <laughs> he absolutely believed that it was God's will for the people of God to be set free. That was not confusing to Moses. It was not confusing that God had something he wanted to do. The doubt was in what God saw in Moses. The doubt was, what are you doing picking me? The struggle with Moses was, he did not see in him. I already feel the Lord just touched somebody right there. Why are you trying to call me? Don't you know what I've been through? Don't you know my past? God, what are you doing talking to me right now? I don't deserve to be dealt with by you, to be talked to by you. I mean, think about it. If you, if you look at the story of Moses, he was no longer in Egypt, so he'd have to go back. That doesn't make sense. He had family now. <laughs> he had kids, <laughs> a wife. He was a busy man. After all, he had to take care of sheep, kind of like David. Who's going to take care of the sheep? doesn't make any sense. I'm settled down. I'm kind of past those days, God. 
Um, furthermore, he had a bounty on his head because he had murdered somebody in Egypt before he left. In fact, it was the reason why he left in the first place. He left Egypt originally and ran because he murdered somebody out of anger for what he saw was happening to his own people. And he was scared that he would get caught and he was afraid he would get in trouble because he murdered an Egyptian. He decided to run. And yet you're telling me a wanted man to go back to the very people who want to kill me. I think you got the wrong guy. You don't have to say, ma'am, anybody got a record in here today? God still wants to use you. To Egypt, you might just be a convict, but to God, there's a calling. To Egypt, you may be nothing. To Egypt, you may have a history and a rap sheet, but to God, he wants to use you still. He wants to use you still. I know who I'm talking to today. I know who's in this building today. I know where, what side of town I'm on right now. I don't care what your history says. Uh, yes, uh, God wants to use you. Even you, sir, even you, ma'am, he wants to use you. All the excuses that, what are you doing, God? Don't you know who I am? And then he even later admits, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't speak right. You've got to pick somebody else. It's amazing how we discredit ourselves when God begins to call us. Whew, man, it's amazing how we look in the mirror and we start to find everything wrong with us when God says it's going to be okay. I want to use you. It's amazing how we are our worst enemy when God begins to move on. Just takes one voice from God, just one church service where God begins to move on you and you feel like just maybe God's got a little more for you and you begin to discredit yourself uh, and talk trash about yourself uh, and tell God all the things that God already knows about you. It's like sometimes we try to push people away to see if they care. We try to tell God, are you sure you picked the right guy? And we come up with all the things, the reasons why he shouldn't use us and shouldn't call us uh, and shouldn't do anything with us uh, because it's like, God, but are you sure? Because deep inside, you know it's what you want uh, because deep inside, you've always wanted to make a difference. Uh, deep inside, you wanted to set people free and you're just having a hard time believing that this is real. Oh, you know what it's like when God starts to talk to you. You start making up all kinds of things like, well, maybe it was something I ate. Maybe it was just the choir was singing good today. Maybe it was just, maybe I just had a little imagination. Maybe it wasn't God. You start to talk yourself out of it because you know that God is doing something that you don't deserve. You got to be careful. You got to be careful when God begins to call you. You've got to be careful to, to talk to God that way. This is God, the maker of heaven and earth. This is the God, our creator. This is God that said, be born. I don't care how you got here, but you're here. He does not make mistakes. He does not mess up. He does not call the wrong things. It's impossible for God to call a loser. Woo! He says in Exodus 4.10, he says, 
Lord, I, I, Lord, I'm not eloquent. <laughs> neither, neither heretofore I can't talk good. Nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, I'm slow of speech. I'm slow of tongue. How could I go and and be used by you if I've got this problem that pretty much you gave to me? If you think about it, wow. So verse 11, look how he responds. Look how God responds. And the Lord said to him, who, who, made the, who made the mouth of man? Who do you think you're talking to, man? Don't you dare give me an excuse why I can't still use you. There is nothing wrong with you I cannot fix. There is nothing wrong with you I cannot change. Uh. Who's the one that controls whether people cannot speak or people can speak? Who's the one that controls whether people can see or not see? It is only I. I, the Lord, have power to let you be what you need to be or not. You know, some, some preachers over the years, I don't know if it's because they like acting it out, but some have said that Moses had a stuttering problem, but I can't find that in the Bible. It preaches good, and it's fun for the youth camps to get up here and be like, God, I cannot, it's fun to do that for the kids, but it's not biblical. So let's just get that spirit out of the church, okay? And if you're a preacher, you be careful. Make sure you, you say when you're adding that in, and don't let it be biblical, because it can, it can create a whole generation of people who think that's what the Bible says that it doesn't say. That's why we got to study it ourselves. He was saying, I have a problem with speech. But Omar used to be a speech therapist. It's a real thing. There are people who have a hard time speaking. This is a real thing. And so he probably had a difficult time putting words together the right way. Whether it was a stutter or something else, it does not matter. Moses says, I have an issue here, and I don't think you want to use someone messed up like me. But God says, don't you worry about it one bit. I will teach you what to say. So Moses and the Lord go back and forth and they argue. They have a, what you, some of y'all call a prayer meeting. Where you feel like God's trying to talk into something, you're trying to talk God out of it. That happens every church service. See, some of y'all are praying right now. You're praying it ain't real. Some of y'all are praying it ain't real, so you don't have to do anything today. In your mind, you're having a conversation with God saying, no, 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 that's not real. That's not really what I felt. That's not God. And the conversation goes back and forth, and Moses keeps asking over and over, why was I picked? Why was I picked? Why me? Why me, God? He kept asking about his own qualifications. The entire topic had all to do with me. Well, that's where you messed up right there. You don't want to talk about you when God's calling you. You don't want to focus on you. Because there's nothing in me good. Nothing. There's nothing in any of us good. No, not one is good but God. And, and I like this, and I think it's important in the day where people get participation trophies. I think it's important to bring out the fact that 
God never tried to comfort him and tell him, you can do it, buddy. Come here, <laughs> you little rascal. <laughs> you little rascal. Don't you know that you can do anything? There was no campfire moment, no kumbaya moment, no moment where God began to lie to him and tell him that he can do it by himself. In fact, he didn't say anything like, you're handsome, you're sweet, you're nice, believe in yourself. No, here's the reason why. Because Moses was absolutely right about his own issues. God did not try to talk him out of it. God did not say, no, 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 you can talk good. That didn't happen. He was right about his flaws. And so are you. And so am I. You know, God can't lie. And that's the reason why sometimes he doesn't answer us. Because he can't lie to us. So we talk to him and he wants to be like, And you're sitting here being like, God, I just, I just, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And what was that, Lord? I didn't. I said. But God, I just, if I, if I don't get something worked out today, it it ain't going to work. God's like. Lord, are you even there? He can't lie. Sometimes the Lord does not respond to you because you're right. And God also doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Sometimes he doesn't say anything because you've already figured it out. Yep. That's why sometimes be praying everything wrong with you and it's silent on the other end. God doesn't want to hurt your feelings. No. Sometimes the silence of God is just a nice way of God saying, correct. And there was nothing wrong with Moses doubting his own abilities, but he messed up big time when he began to doubt God's choice. Now, this is where it gets serious. Because it's okay for you to doubt your own ability, but it is not okay for you to doubt who God calls. Even when it's you. So so listen to this, when you question God's call, not only are you acknowledging your own weakness, which is fine, but you're also doubting God's strength, and that's not okay. Because no matter how messed up you may be when God calls you, don't ever argue with God, because it's impossible for God to call a loser. When God picks you, God knows it's going to be okay. 
When you feel like God has handpicked you for something, you don't have to fear or worry about your lack because our God wants to become the abundance to our lack. He wants to fill the void of where we cannot fulfill. God wants to be the strength for our weaknesses. You stop doubting the call of God. Get your eyes off yourself and get your eyes on the master because he doesn't call a loser. Hey, we got to figure this out. When will we realize that we'll never be good enough to be called by God? Never. We'll never earn it. We'll never work hard enough, have enough money for God to call us. He does not call us because we are able. He calls us because we are available. It's not our ability. It's our availability. It's us being able to be used by him, open to him, open to him. If we will say we're open to him, it doesn't matter how bad you've had it. God will still use you and call you. God's just looking for someone available right now. God's just looking for someone that could. Not someone who can do it perfectly, but they're just open to it. God's just looking for somebody that's open to it today. He will move. He will bless. He will use you. He will anoint you. But you just have to be available today. When Moses tried to turn God's calling into a job interview that one time, Remember that? When God speaks to us, you know what we do? We get our pen out and our application, and we start to try justifying what we hear as if it was our idea. Oh, well, in this case, hey, you're not the one that's picking. You're not the one that's recruiting. You're not the one that looks for the talent. You're not the talent scout. Let them do all that work. You just trust them. They see something in you. Moses didn't call himself. God called him. God called him. So let me just pause right here and tell you right now, whatever you feel called to do, if it's bigger than you, it wasn't you that called yourself. A good way to know that God's talking to you is because what you feel to do is beyond you. Oh man, I hope that helps somebody right there. A good way to know that God is calling you is because it seems like it's too big to do it on your own. God does not call you to do things that you can do without Him. So how do you know God's talking to you right now? Because it kind of scares you a little bit. You know why it's scary to hear from God? Because you know that the calling of God requires you to trust in Him. God's talking to someone right now in the service. To many someones in the service. And you know God's talking to you because a little bit of fear a little bit of hesitancy. And the first thing that comes through your mind when you feel the move of God in the, in the room is, I don't think I can, and you don't have to. And you don't have to. And you don't have to. I don't think I can. God, that's really big. That's a tall order for me. Don't you know my past? And you just got to stop all that and stop talking about you and say, you know what? You're right, I can't. But, but God can. But he will. But he wants to use us. He wants to use us. He wants to call us. It wasn't us that called ourselves. It was our Heavenly Father. And He knew all about our little problems before He ever lit the bush on fire and called your name. He knew all about your hang-ups, your habits, and your issues 
long before he ever lit that bush on fire and tried to get your attention. He does not make mistakes. You were created on purpose and you were called on purpose. And it has absolutely nothing to do with your past performance. It has all to do with what God can do through your life. In Exodus 3 and 11, Moses asks, who am I? And look what God says to him in consistent order. Exodus 3 and 12, and he said, certainly, I will be with thee. Who am I? I'm not going to talk about you. We're talking about me. But who am I? I'm not answering your question because it's, it doesn't matter what you are, who you are, or what you can do. What matters is I will be with thee. See, Moses wanted to shift it all over to him and his ability and his talent, but God would not let him do it. God said, you stop talking like that. Let's talk about what I can do. I don't care what you can do. It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is who I am. He said, who am I? And God says in Exodus 3 and 14, who are you? What do you mean, who are you? Exodus 3, 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Who am I? Forget about that. I am. Who am I? No, no, no. I am. But who am I? No, no, no. I am that I am. The response to who am I is forget about who you are. Who am I? I am that I am. I am able. I can do all things. I'm not worried about your hangups or issues. Let's stop talking about you. Let's talk about me. Thank you, Jesus. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me. When people want to discredit you and say, who are you? You divert the attention off of you onto the one who called you. If you don't like it, take it up with God. I didn't call myself. You know what? You got to know you didn't call yourself. You have to know you didn't call yourself. Because when people question your calling, you got to know God called you. When people try to kick you out, you got to know God called you. When people question you and say, are you good enough to lead me? You got to look at them and say, no, I am not. But the I am has called me and he can do anything through me. So you can doubt me all you want to doubt. But you can't doubt the I am. Don't you dare doubt the God that is inside of me. Don't you doubt the God that's using me. You can doubt me, but don't doubt him. <laughs> what do I say when people question my calling? Say, God is here. Hey, let God see. Let, let, let people see God in you. And it will overshadow all your flaws. Let God see, let people see God moving in you and it will overshadow everything you've done, everything you think you aren't. God is so big, he can take the place of all your flaws in a moment. It does not matter who you are. When God stands beside you, nobody sees you anyway. Moses, you still worried? Apparently you are. Let me give you some more in verse 17. 
17, 20, 21, Exodus 4 and 12 for the media team. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and all the otherites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. This is what I'm going to do for you. This is what I'm going to do for you. You stop talking about yourself. I'm going to take you there. Verse 20. Ah, everybody say, ah, I will stretch out my hand don't need your hand I've got one I will stretch out my hand and I will smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof after that he will let you go not because of what you've done Moses but because of what I've done Get your mind off of yourself and get it on the great I am. Get it off of what you can do and get it on what he can do. He can do anything. Let's keep going because you got to convince Moses. I got to convince some of y'all today. Exodus 3.21. And I will give this people favor. Moses, you ain't going to give nothing to nobody. You're just going to do what I tell you to do. I will give this people, people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Need more convincing? Exodus 4 and 12. They're not done yet. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with thy mouth. You know that thing you said you couldn't do? You know that thing that you're worried about? I'll be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you're going to say when you need to say it. You can't talk God out of using you. You might as well stop trying. God does not ask us for a resume whenever he wants to use us. This is the only time in hiring history where a boss does not ask for your resume, but instead gives you his. That needs to settle in right now in this place. The only time, some of y'all, y'all know, y'all get jobs, y'all go through the resume process, and they're sitting there grilling you, like, who are you? Why do you deserve to be here? Are you worthy of it? And you feel like a little bitty thing, just. But, but not God. When God wants to hire us, he doesn't ask us what we have to offer. He just gives us what he has to offer. He doesn't care your resume. He doesn't need your application process. He looks at himself and says, I have everything in me that you could ever need. So it doesn't matter what you can do. It just matters that I can do it. Let's give God praise right now in this place. Page one, I will. Page two, I will. Page three, I will. You want to see my resume? You want to see if you can trust me? You want to see if I can use you? Let me show you who I am. I am that I am. Woo! Hallelujah. Someone today needs to flip those pages and say, God can use me.
God can use me. Not because of me, but because God's good. God's big. God's powerful. Let me look at the resume of God. Anybody that God ever used, God blessed. Anybody ever God called, God would bless. I don't have to worry about it because of him. He said, he said, look, I'm going to tell you where to go. I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to give you the ability to work miracles. I will give you people to support you and stand around you. And I will get you all out. Moses, all you have to do is say yes. It's that easy. It is that easy. Hear me, devil. Get your, get your hands off the minds of God's people. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. You hear me? It's just that easy. The devil has tried to complicate the calling of God for far too long. I don't care what's stacked against me. If God is for me, then we are going to have freedom and liberty. And we are going to make it into the promised land. Because the great I am is working on our side. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, God. The Lord already showed me the end of service. Sometimes the Lord will give me a vision of, of what, he'll, what he's going to do after the word goes forth. And he showed me a vision. He said he wants to use us like sailboats for his kingdom. And that he was going to blow his spirit through this place today to seal his calling on us. He told me that he was going to move through this building like a mighty wind. And then he explained that anyone here who is closed up and heavy would not recognize his wind. And he said, tell my people the two things they've got to do if they're going to experience my spirit and my wind that blows today. He said, first, they've got to remove the weights. They have to offload the junk they've been carrying, and they've got to get ready to move. The Lord said, first thing they've got to do is they've got to give up. Got to let stuff go. Got to lay things down. Because when the wind begins to blow, there are some things the wind cannot move. And that is not the fault of the wind. That is the fault of the object. He's not a hurricane. He's a wind. Jesus. You know why God's just a wind? Not a, I'm not in my notes. The Lord is just trying to help me right now. You know why the Lord is not a hurricane? Because he doesn't want to hurt you. He could knock us all down. But he wants us to open up to him. He wants us to give up. He wants us to participate. He wants us to be on board. He's a wind that gently blows because he doesn't want to knock anybody over that doesn't want to go. 
So the Lord said, the first thing I need my people to do is to loosen up and let go of some things they're holding on to, some bitterness, unforgiveness, some things of the world. Because I, he said, I'm going to move on you, but there's going to be people here today that refuse to open up and give up things that you'll never even be moved by me. Not because I'm not moving, but because you're too heavy. Whew. Jesus. Give up, give up, give up, give up, give up. Let's take a minute and let's give up right now. Let's take a minute and pray and search our hearts. We're going to do another thing secondarily, but we need to give up. We need to give up. We need to give up. En espanol, abandonar, abandonar, abandonar. En espanol, abandonar, abandonar, abandonar. Give up. Come on, give up control today. Give up, give up, give up, give up. Uh, you've got to give it up right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you got to give up right now. You've got to give up control. Stop trying to do it all. Stop trying to carry it all. Try trying to be it all and give it up today. Lay it down. Come on, coming to church is about laying things down. It's about laying things down. God wants to move you, but you're so heavy. Jesus, help us repent right now and lay it all down. Whew. Lay it all down. Abandon it. That's where that Spanish word comes from, abandonar. The second thing God said would have to happen the day before people would be moved on. This is not saying God is not going to move. It's saying you won't even be able to be moved. God, how come some people are moved by your spirit and some aren't? Because not all things are moved by wind. Some things are so anchored in their pride that they will not be moved by God. And I've got news for you. God's not going to make you. The second thing God wants to do is God asks for us if we're going to feel Him and be moved by Him like a sailboat. He says the sail has got to be wide open. He said, I'm going to move on you, but I need for you to open up. He said, the reason why people do not feel me moving is because not just because they haven't let stuff go, but because they refuse to open up. And until you open up, you cannot experience the moving of the wind. We talk about the Holy Ghost as if it's going to make us. But God described His Spirit move as something as gentle as a blowing wind. That if we don't position ourselves just right, it can be moving all around us and never affect us. Lord, let that not be anyone today in this place. If God wanted to move me, He would. Not true. Not true. If you wanted to be moved, He will. He will. If you are sick and tired of getting your own direction, if you're sick and tired of carrying things on your own, if you're sick and tired of doing things without God, He said the day, I'm going to move like a wind, but not everybody's going to experience it because people have got to learn to just go ahead and give up 
And secondarily, people have got to learn to open up. Because the more open and vulnerable you can be, the more of your sail will catch the wind. And the faster God can move you into the place He has for you. Somebody say, give up. Somebody say, open up. There are people here today, you are so closed up and so tight, and you've hardened your heart, but you've got to let your walls down the day and open up. En espanol, abierto. Abierto. Abandonar. Abierto. You've got to give up. You've got to open up so that the wind of the Spirit of God will begin to move on you. Is God real? Absolutely. Why don't I feel Him? Because you are so holding on to things. You've got so much weight and you're so closed up that when God begins to move, you can't testify of it like others can. What a tragedy to be in the presence of God and to not be able to be affected by it. To be so close yet so far away. So the Lord said, for every person that gives up and opens up, I'm about to push them. I'm about to move them. I'm about to shift things in their life, in their heart, in their future, in their destiny. But I need the people to come in and begin to give up some things and lay them down at the altar. And I need some people to come up here and stop trying to act so tough and open up. Expose themselves. Open up and get the biggest sale you can. Stop hiding, stop trying to cover things up and take that thing that you've used to cover yourself and use it as a sail to let God move. Let's all stand today and get ready to give up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah. There's about to be a mighty wind of the Holy Ghost moving this place. Some of you will watch others as the Spirit of God just takes care of every problem. And you'll sit back and you'll scratch your head and you'll say, I wish that was me. But the only way to get what we get is to do what we do. And here's the crazy thing about it is you can copy everything on the outside and not have our hearts. You can lift hands like me and not open up a heart like me. You can dress like me but not have a heart like me. You don't know what I've given up. You can't see that. And I can't see it for you. But I know this, when you give up and you open up, God begins to move on you and you know of a surety that there is a God in heaven that he loves you and that he moves on people and that he moves on you and you don't have to doubt or wonder if you're saved and doubt and wonder if God's with you but isn't it nice to know that we can be moved by the spirit of God isn't it nice to know that we can be used by God God doesn't need us to be right today and perfect he needs us to be willing today he needs us to 
give up control. Open up our sails and let them take us into our destinies. Let's do it in the name of Jesus so that God's wind can begin to blow and fill the house where we are sitting. Oh God, Pentecost is all about people who are ready to give up and ready to open up and that's when you began to get full of the Holy Ghost. That's when God begins to do a miracle in your life. That's when you begin to feel the rushing move of the Spirit when you begin to give up. Come on, if you don't feel the move of God right now, you got to check your heart and dig something out and give it up. Oh, God. Oh, God, it is not your will that we should not know that you are here. It is not your will that we should not access your spirit. Woo. Come on. Come on, it ain't a hurricane. Make it easy on the spirit of God. Make it easy on the spirit of God. Yes, he's moving. Yes, he's moving. Yes, he's moving. He's moving. He's here. He's moving. He's here. He's moving. He's here. You just got to be lightweight, open, lightweight, open. Oh, move us. Move us. Move us. Move us. Oh, God. I surrender it. I'm tired of holding on to it. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of being closed. I want to know you. I want to be moved by you. I want to be pushed by you. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to hear your voice. I want to see your blessings and your miracles and your anointing in my life. But I've got to learn how to stop carrying so much weight. Oh, I just would to God somebody right now would just lay it all down and open it all up and let God begin to move and move and move and move.